For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Monday Night Raw Wrestling Inc. After Show. This week, it is brought to you by HelloFresh. It's time to spring into something delicious with HelloFresh. Every week, you get fresh pre-portioned ingredients and recipes delivered to your door. Get 16 free meals plus three gifts with code INC16 at HelloFresh.com slash INC. And you guys, speaking of three gifts, you got three gifts right here on your YouTube screen or coming in through your ears if you're listening to the podcast. It's Triple J, baby. Justin, Jack, and Jimmy. Fellas, how are you? Jimmy, I'll start with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, despite the fact that the weather is ever-changing up here. It's for, It goes from extreme heat to uh, put a jacket on, buddy. It's cold outside. <laughs> but uh, they, they keep promising rain, so I don't water the grass. But then it doesn't rain. So, <laughs> hey, you know, if that's the worst thing I got to complain about, then life is good. You know, weather guys, you got one job. You got one job, you know, just check the weather app and tell us what it is. No, I'm joking. But <laughs> no, but even then, you know, it's like I tell my wife all the time. I wish I was a, uh, what, no, they're not weathermen. They're meteorologists now. Yes. Uh, I wish I was one of them because they're the only job you can have where you're wrong 90% of the time and still keep your job and be on TV well, or radio every every day. I don't know. I'm, I'll I'm count- 90% wrong in my predictions. I'm still here, but, uh, <laughs> I'll counter that, Jimmy. Go work for any of the major sports outlets and be an be a NFL draft analyst. <laughs> Your entire job is to watch the college players and predict who's going to draft and mock draft this, mock draft that. And then draft day comes. You know, if they if they made 200 predictions, 190 of them are wrong, and they tout the 10 that were right, and it's like, and mm-hmm. and, and, and mm-hmm. here they go for another another year of job security. Give me a break. You take your brown grass and mix it with that job. <laughs> what is going on? There, you're right. You could you could have a very long highlight reel of of the draft predictors talking about how great uh, quarterbacks are going to be that never make it in the NFL uh, every single year as well. So it's um, yeah, you can you can be wrong in a lot of jobs. Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess I stand corrected. <laughs> well, well, as long as long, you don't as have long, to be good at anything. As long as the guy that's like flying my planes and stuff like that are are, are, are not wrong, <laughs> right? Yeah, we'll all move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to get it right. The yes. uh, the heart surgeons got to get it right. But uh, mm-hmm. everyone else, eh? Yeah. 
give it your best shots. You, you know, know my, my Amazon delivery was two doors down yesterday, <laughs> and my, my, my Uber driver he was on the wrong oh, street. Oh. I give them I give them some slack, but yeah, you know when yeah. when it, when it comes time to see see now you brought up the airplane thing, and I think about all the traveling I did all those years, and I go, <gasps> boy, the law of averages. Thank goodness I'm not doing this anymore. I'm, I like doing it here the way we're doing yeah. it now. You know, it's fun to travel, but it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to negotiate against doing it from the comfort of your own home. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. even if the weather is crazy outside over in uh, in Canada, here in California, it's the same every day. That's the beauty of California. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Uh, okay. But we got we got some news. We got some news we got to talk about, and it's it's not fun news. But hey, this is a news show. It's Wrestling Inc. We got to talk about it. Uh, a former WWE wrestler uh, corroborates a Vince McMahon rape allegation. Uh, back in 1992, former WWE CEO Vince McMahon was accused of rape by the first ever female WWF WWE referee, uh, Rita Chatterton. And those accusations have resurfaced in the wake up of the uh, controversy currently surrounding McMahon and his company. Now a former WWE wrestler has, uh, has, uh, corroborated the story uh in a new article uh in the new york magazine intelligencer um the wrestler known as mario mancini backs up chatterson's claim that mcmahon assaulted her uh this is an absolutely uh un uh, unfun story to hear uh but of course we live in a day and age where it's good that uh things are coming out and people are feeling more comfortable talking about this kind of stuff and you you got to imagine when news stories like what broke last week get broken things like this are going to come out of the woodwork uh justin is there anything to make of this one well keep in mind this isn't just this isn't just uh, rolling with <clears throat> the times i mean the initial allegations accusations from rita were in 1992 and she was saying that it was that the alleged uh, assault happened in 1986. Mm-hmm. So this has been around a long time. And, and, and there was just there, there was and if I understand this correctly, and Jimmy, if, if correct me, if you ha, ha, can can't if you need to, uh, if I understand it, you know, the accusation was made in 92. They got a little bit of notice, but nobody else could step up. And it was just it was just a, her word versus his word. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody else could nothing there's no other evidence that could be provided uh but now you know uh you know uh, classic jobber mario mancini is mm-hmm. you know he's saying uh, his quote is to the article i remember it like it was yesterday she was a wreck she was shaking she was crying uh and, and he's gone on to have some other conversations uh this this mario mancini mm-hmm. at different interviews and such saying things like oh i know a lot of stories about vince and just kind of you know alluding to that there's a lot of dirt and skeletons in vince's closet um and, and this probably, sadly, probably won't be the last of these type stories that are going to surface, given that it doesn't seem like the investigation that's going on involving Vince that we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, that's not going to be wrapped up, mm-hmm. you know, quickly. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's it's unfortunate you go back to 1992 and, and things like this were handled a lot differently, unfortunately. And uh, I think publicly... Uh, viewed a lot differently back in 1992, unfortunately. And uh, I guess fortunately, over the past few years, uh, people have been able to come out and speak about these things, I think have been taken with a little bit more credibility. And now when we are reminded of these stories, I think everyone's kind of looking and going, maybe we should look into that a little bit more than we did previously. Hmm. Um, 
No, uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't disagree with that. I mean, like, uh, obviously, I can't corroborate any stories that that are out there. <clears throat> you know, I, 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 I know Rita. I have met her. Uh, not that we were friends or anything like that, because I was still very early in my career, and at that time, I wasn't, you know, as frequent at TVs. I was occasionally at TVs, and most of the time when I was there, she wasn't there. But uh, my understanding is that her and uh, Mario Mancini actually trained together. And, hmm. and we're good friends uh, along the way. So, uh, again, uh, he says he can corroborate co what happened, but at the same time, he's going by what she told him. And, and, hmm. and, and for all those people out there who are saying, oh, look at him coming to Vince's defense. I'm not coming to his defense. I'm just saying this is alleged to have happened back then. Uh, it did go to, to trial and was... I don't know. It got squashed some in some form or manner. I don't remember exactly what happened, but uh, now these allegations are being brought up again. And it seems to be uh, because of that wall street journal article that came out. I think people are feeling more free to come out and, and speak about past incidents that may or may not have happened. And, and, and just to follow up to what Jimmy's saying, uh, we don't know this, but it's interesting that again, this is something that again, accusations are made in 92, nothing else came about of it mm -hmm. and what we do know in that wall street journal investigation report is that there the more ndas are going to be uncovered mm -hmm. so it, it just makes you wonder okay like is this something that got hushed away through through legal documents and 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 the almighty dollar like and that that that's what that to me when i read this this story today uh about mancini saying he could cooperate that's what that's what popped in my head of interest is like oh is this in the stack of files that could get uncovered right right exactly and um it's uh and and jimmy to, to your point as well as far as like taking sides and things i think as we chat about this it's always you always have to be very careful with what you say especially on a place like wrestling inc where uh it's a news site and so we can't speculate we can't say things we can't um just make up stuff or assume things and so we're kind of in a position right now where we don't really know this is kind of just this has been brought back to light and now maybe it'll be looked into. And and if, if there is something, hopefully it is looked into at least very, very much investigated and, you know, make, make sure that they do a good job of looking into it. Um, mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, not to cut you off, Jack, but at the end of the day, mm -hmm. regardless of whether it's true or not public perception, you know, and perception mm -hmm. is reality with a lot of people <clears throat> and it just does not reflect well. On, right. uh, on Vincent Kennedy McMahon right now. The, that's all. And, you know, and like, like you said, if these allegations are true, then, you know, mm -hmm. it, now I'm reading stuff online about statute of limitations and stuff like that. And I, uh, as someone, like I said before, who likes movie uh, TV shows about, uh, you know, lawyers and the law, like Lincoln lawyer and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, now I find this fascinating that, you know, if these things were alleged to have happened, there's a time period where you can't go, uh, you know, charge yeah. someone because the time, a certain time has passed. I, I don't know. It's just, uh, I just find a lot of the timing interesting as well. It's in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, 
We'll definitely, I'm sure we'll hear much more about this as time goes on. And of course, Wrestling Inc. will keep you up to date on everything that happens. But let's get into the show. Uh, before we do, as always, I'd like to give a quick shout out to everyone who's here with us live in the chat. Joseph Boza, the Coog, uh, is it uh, BR Lee 2003? Ricky Zaldafar, always good to see you. Uh, Sky High Tornado, Anthony Y, Mike Martin, uh, Night One. Uh, Blue Chew, Philip Mox, uh, John Cena's bald spot. I'm so glad you made an appearance today. Uh, and uh, so many others. Thank you guys so much for joining us in the chat. John as well. Uh, thank you so much for joining us in the chat. And um, they're across all platforms YouTube, Twitch, <laughs> Facebook, yeah. uh, Periscope. And that's all that the lot. That's all the live people. Then there's all the people mm -hmm. that are going to wake up tomorrow and do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Periscope. Wow. I, I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know how to use Periscope. Well, it's Twitter. It's Twitter, basically. It's, Twitter. It's, it's, yeah, it's a okay. live video for Twitter. Okay. Oh, oh. In that case, yeah. yeah. Periscope. Shout out Periscope. Uh, but thank you to everyone. Uh, Hojo to go. Uh, Chris Garcia. Man, gender. Uh, man, no bueno crew. I always feel bad. I start naming people off, and mm -hmm. I, I don't get to everyone. But uh, you're all appreciated. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, Rocky as well. But. Um, yeah, and also, if you're listening to this the next day on the podcast, thank you so much. While you're all here, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Five-star review and leave a nice little note in there. Always good to see those things. Mm -hmm. um, I want to uh, start with the Battle Royal. Let's talk about Battle Royal as, mm -hmm. we, as we get this thing started. We, we have a um, – obviously, we have a big – we have John Cena to talk about. That's later, though. We're going to get into that later. You guys got to wait for that stuff. That's the main event. We're going to make you wait yeah. for that. But uh, we start with a battle royal for the last chance shot at the Money in the Bank match, and I love battle royals to start off a show. Uh, but some, some moments that stood out to me – uh, gender eliminated Shanky, AJ mm -hmm. eliminated Champa, Ziggler eliminated Dominic and Mysterio. Uh, mm -hmm. Miz, of course, faked an injury and eliminated AJ, while Riddle eliminated Shinsuke and Miz. Justin, what I loved about this and the way it was put together, and the reason I listed off those eliminations is they did a great job of sort of continuing stories within the Battle Royal while also getting us to where we need to go, which is Matt Riddle in money in the bank no they did that's an excellent uh, point by you that did happen um and i and i'll say this all that being said the maybe the spot that was most intriguing to me was really not a really was kind of the one thing that's like all right we're not going to spend more time on the rest of this episode with and that was uh t-bar and ricochet Here's mm -hmm. T-Bar who, uh, for the record, and I'm sure I'm somewhere in the archives of Wrestling Podcasts to back this up. I've always liked the guy who plays T-Bar. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't crazy about the repackaging of him. I was never crazy about Retribution to begin with. But, you know, Dominic Dijakovic or, you know, Dijak, whatever whatever version he was in Indies and NXT, I've always liked him. I've always thought he just had something. So I like seeing the T-Bar character who's pretty much been on just an island of, 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 of whatever since Retribution got broken up. He was in there for a lot longer than I thought. And then the interaction he and Ricochet had, the spots they had, was was very entertaining. Uh, and then uh, uh, a gnarly, as the Californians would say it, Jack, a gnarly mm. bump by T-Bar <laughs> to take yeah. a, a front flip back bump off the mm. apron to the outside. That's what's that's the first thing I have a note about here was that. Uh, so that was cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah, everything else, um, you know, I was surprised Veer went out as early as he did. I mean, they mm -hmm. did protect him by making three people throw him out. But I did think that if you tell me 
if you give me the list of who's in this battle royal, I'm thinking he's probably going to be Final Four just based upon the way they pushed him. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that said, Matt Riddle won, and John Cena is a theme of the night. So I'll say this about R- Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, or I guess Riddle, Riddle's <laughs> his time is now. It, he yeah. absolutely yeah. needs to be in the money to make match because mm-hmm. this Randy Orton injury, Jimmy. You never yeah. want injuries, especially to arguably one of the best. But this might be the to 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 make the best out of it. Okay, mm-hmm. he's not strapped to a tag team anymore. Mm-hmm. Give him the rocket ship that is a, a single star, and that rocket ship is that briefcase. No. Yeah, Jimmy. Uh, what, I mean, if I was to play devil's advocate here, would we say that uh, Riddle maybe has been uh, given a few too many chances, or is this the right time? No, I think this this looks like it's it's leading into the right time. I mean, and, and I think the crowd reaction is telling you exactly what you need to know. When you want to know if somebody is over or getting over, you listen to that audience and that audience is bought in. They're not buying into Matt Riddle. They have bought in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that credit goes to Randy Orton who helped bring him along. But you got to give a lot of credit to Matt Riddle because he's making this character work and he's making people invested in him. And uh, just to flash back a little bit, that that, that spot that uh, Ricochet did with T-Bar off the ladder and the outside and stuff like that, oh my goodness. Um, and to your points about uh, the, the stories continuing through the match and telling the stories uh, through the Battle Royal made it fun and entertaining. There was just one little spot that I thought could have made Miz look like a complete a-hole even more <laughs> is when him... And uh, when Miz and uh, Dolph were on the outside on the apron with with uh, Ray, and they both eliminated Ray, Miz stepped back. They kind of celebrated on the apron there for a second. Miz stepped back in the ring. If he would have just sides turned around and knocked Ziggler off there, it, the he's already got tremendous heat. But uh, even though Ziggler's mm-hmm. st- technically a heel, that just would have made him look like that much more of a d bag, if you know what I mean. I don't know. Uh, uh, Ziggler was kind of acting friendly a lot of time. He's like shaking hands and being smiley. And I don't. I, I Ziggler was kind of a weird add in. And I love Ziggler and he was fun, but it was. Uh, he it, it felt interesting that he was in there and kind of the way he was being presented in there. I don't know if he was trying to make the best of his time or or what. But uh, but yeah. Ziggler being in there, I, I'm okay with it because you know Dolph's a guy who, while he's probably his world title runs are probably behind him. Um, he is credible, and and honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he and the Miz, I think, are probably the longest running full time talents at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, well over, I mean, probably pushing fifteen years, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. And, and but so Dolph, you could you could Dolph could have won that if, if Riddle was already in. Dolph could have won that if you put him in the one of the big match. Mm-hmm. It maybe would have been a little surprise, but you're not going to dwell over it. He's a guy who's like, well, you know what, Dolph's Mister Reliability. And if nothing else, he's a bumping machine. You put him in a match with a bunch of guys in ladders, he'll come up with something. He'll make mm-hmm. somebody look good. So I, I liked having Dolph being so strong in this because I, I think that's good. Just remind mm-hmm. people, you, you got a legend here. You got a, you got a, a future Hall of Famer. He, of course he could pop up at any time and, and mm-hmm. get himself into a Money in the Bank match, especially if all he has to do is survive not being thrown over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of uh, of Dolph, because you're right, I think he'd be great in Money in the Bank, but uh, Terry Allen Jr. actually had a, a super chat sent through. Uh, Shelton or Ricochet could have been there Saturday. Uh, both those guys, I think, are always make memorable moments. And mm-hmm. uh, and to, to Justin's point, the, I agree the Ricochet T-Bar bit was – very interesting. The only reason I didn't mention it is because there's not really a story around it. But 
Uh, Jimmy, That's... do you think that maybe there's a uh, a spot for Ricochet somewhere now that he's not the IC champion? No, I, I, it's going to be tough to build Ricochet back up, especially after losing the title to uh, uh, what are they calling Gun- him now? Gunther. Gunther. Gunther? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, this past uh, Friday night, he didn't look. Uh, it, it was a quick match with him in the rematch, so he didn't get much. Uh, so it's going to be another building process for him, and I don't think Money in the Bank is the right place for him. There is one spot left in the Money in the Bank men's match, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, which let's talk about this real quick now, because it kind of this is the this is where it segues <clears throat> the most to <clears throat> going into tonight's role. <clears throat> the gimmick was, yeah, Kevin Owens is going to face one member of the family uh, mm-hmm. of of Elias Ezekiel or Elrod. Mm-hmm. And and then and then it became news today. We ran on Wrestle Night that the stipulation was going to be uh, whoever won got to be in Money in the Bank. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. ended Raw still on the men's side with a silhouette of one more person. So I don't know what they're who or what they're trying to add on SmackDown or they're going to add it on the mm-hmm. night of the show. But like other than and we'll talk about it later. Other than we we saw Zeke with Cena, there was no mention of this in the show. They didn't ever advertise the match. Like I, I was looking mm-hmm. at the clock and I'm watching. I'm like, all right, here come the women's thing. And I'm watching the clock. I'm like, holy hell, they must have cut this Owens thing because we have no time for this now. So I don't know what's what the deal is. I understand things happen, but they're getting a little too comfortable advertising things and not doing them. I feel like they do it about every two weeks. They advertise something and then they don't do it. And I don't know. I I, I know things change, but it's getting a little too... I feel like it's getting a little too common that they do that. Did, did they? I don't remember them. Did they address it tonight? No. no, the, no the, that was, that's the thing. We didn't see KO. I, I, I mean, I was in and out of the room, but I mean, I didn't hear commentary say anything. Mm-hmm. All the the closest thing we got was again the Zeke mm-hmm. at one point mentioned that Elias was probably showing Elrod around when Cena right. asked where's Elias. Yeah. But that, but I mean, that's a pretty big deal to make it make a new stipulation that the winner is going to go into Money in the Bank, which is a Saturday, and then to not mm-hmm. even address that. I mean, they didn't mm-hmm. even tell us. Again, if if I missed it, chat room hit me up. I didn't mm-hmm. even hear them say, oh, on SmackDown, this is going to be the qualifying match that fills that last spot. This is mm-hmm. just this random last spot that's that's open. So I, yeah, I don't know what um, what that's about. Yeah. And maybe, right. may, again, maybe seen, maybe they maybe they said, look, we need to cut. Maybe they they, they cut because, you know, they, they weren't going to, they're not going to, they're not going to play the music and rush John off the stage. You know? <laughs> Could you imagine? Cena can go for as long as he wants to go. And that was evident by once we got to the, the women's thing at the end. end. <laughs> right. Yeah. Once we got to the women's at the end, Dewdrop and Becky were rushing. I'm, the refs mm-hmm. give the huge. They were rushing to get to that finish yeah. uh, more so than they normally would. So I, I, I don't doubt that Cena might have gone a little longer than what they would have the t- the timekeeper had the pencil in the mouth. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yes, thank you, Jimmy. Uh, but again, you're not gonna—you got a whole month filled around John Cena. You're not—you know—you're not rushing him off the stage. Right. Cena's got something to say. He's got something to say. Like I said, it just—it feels like—and again, things happen. You know, I get it, but it just—it seems like it's happened a lot lately with Raw, uh, mm-hmm. specifically where they've advertised something and then just changed their mind and did something else. Um, mm-hmm. A lot more than I've seen in the past with wrestling or with other wrestling companies. I, I don't know. Just it seems like it's happening a lot lately. Um, maybe it's just the way it is, but I don't know. Uh, as we move on, we do get a, um, we do get, you know, let's just do our, our live read. Let's do that transition. (laughs) Nice and nice and just cue right into there. Uh, cue, uh, we got the uh, first pick of the NFL draft ball. Saxonville has decided to pick manscape to stock up their D 
Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming, have sponsored us to make sure you don't get booed out of the bedroom like Roger could tell. Support us and head to manscaped.com and use the exclusive code WINC20 at checkout for 20% off plus free shipping. That is our favorite. This is one of our favorite uh, sponsors here. I think we all use them. I love them. I, I, I've i got Manscaped for basically the entire uh, bathroom uh, I process. I don't know. The sh- I got the shampoo. I got the body wash. I got the, uh, I got everything. I use them for everything. Uh, Justin, I know you're a big fan as well. Well, yes, I don't have the volume of hair that you do, uh, <laughs> that you show off here, but, but what, I, but what I do have still needs to be manscaped. So, uh, you know, I'm big on, I'm big on the tools. I'm big on, on, on the presentation. I'm big on the scents, all the scents they have, uh, very important there for the body wash, the colognes, the, 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 the ball deodorants as they are so aptly, uh, labeled and named, uh, even down to the, to, to the boxers and to the travel kit shaving, uh, bag. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's really, it, it's a, it's a great product. Obviously we, we have the discount as we, we always plug. Um, and I, I just say this over and over to guys, like give it a shot, just try one or two of the products. You'll go down a wormhole of wanting to try more of the products. And then ladies, I know we have a, a, a female audience. Mm-hmm. This if you need to tell your guy something or like you just need a gift or something like this is something worth looking into is Manscaped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it sends a strong message, but it's a good mm-hmm. one uh, yeah. as well. Um, everyone is asking why com- combine athletes ran the 40 yard dash so fast this year. Well, a big reason is because the lawnmower 4.0, this elite electric trimmer now serves over 4 million men worldwide. That's a lot of aerodynamic pants, potatoes, um, mm-hmm. Uh, that I didn't get that one, but uh, because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your nicks and snags will be reduced after trimming your package will look as big as what the Seahawks got in return for Russell Wilson. Ooh, as a Seahawks fan, I don't know if I, that's a good one. I, uh, that's still a little hurtful to me, uh, Manscaped. But rumor is Kenny Pickett got trimmed up with Manscaped and is skyrocketing the draft boards. Small hands, who? Uh, I want you to look in the mirror. Do you see any nose or ear hairs dangling? Look, fellas, the ladies out there think that long nose hair is a major turnoff. The Weed Whacker nose and hair trimmer is your solution. Why not use the best tools for the job? Their performance package also comes with the anti-chafing performance boxer briefs. A travel bag, a crop preserver is anti-chafing ball deodorant, and a crop reviver is a spray-on toner. They also have launched some other amazing hygiene products for men, ranging from cologne-infused body wash, two-in-one shampoo, and aluminum-free deodorant. Head over to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC20. Kalon Barnes definitely shaved uh, some time off his 40 time after using Mm -hmm. Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WINC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code WINC20. It's time to find your diamond in the Mm -hmm. rough with Manscaped. Whoo! By the way, We've got a tweet here to get back back to the schedule program here. This tweet's from uh, uh, Manish. Uh, he's he's tweeting us from uh, Mumbai, India. Oh, uh, and he tweets uh, commentary did mention that Kevin Owens and Elias family match has been rescheduled. They mentioned it just after the last chance battle royal, so it looks like it's gonna happen oh, okay. next next week. Next week, so okay. Very quickly, Jimmy Smith, I guess, snuck that in there. Okay. Still, thank, thank you, Manish, and thank you for watching. From oh, is it M A N J M A? That's Manj, I think. M A N J. 
I'm watching from Mumbai, which is pretty okay. cool. I don't, what, what time is it in Mumbai right now? Oh it's, my it's, goodness. It's, tomorrow, it's tomorrow in Mumbai, it's right? Tomorrow, it's the future. How's it yeah, look over there? Definitely. Great <laughs> Scott. How's, how's tomorrow look? Uh, Great Scott. Mm -hmm. So, how's Jimmy? How's Jimmy's lawn look tomorrow? Still brown. Still, still brown. brown. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get to watering it soon. Your lawn needs lawnscaped. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Well, manscaped is perfect for me because uh, I hate to refer to it this way as someone who's blessed with the Greek Greek curse. Mm -hmm. uh, it, uh, manscaped is a godsend. Yes, you're making it work overtime <laughs> there. Uh, I usually like those reads, but. I, I, it, you hurt my heart with uh, the Russell Wilson comment as a Seahawks fan. I'd, <laughs> I'd rather kept Russell Wilson personally, but that's a whole other podcast. Um, so we get a, a a matchup between Montez Ford and uh, Jay Uso with the winner getting to pick the stip of their matchup. Big time win here for Montez Ford. These guys always have great matches. Uh, it's going to be great money in the bank. Montez gets the the pick uh, or gets the win and pick the the stip. Uh, we'll talk about John Cena wholesale later on, but uh, I do think we should mention now, since it was right before this match, Jimmy, uh, John Cena hanging with the Street Profits, that's a big moment for them, too, going into this match. See, it's, it's funny because even though John Cena didn't have a match tonight, uh, we'll get to that later, but at the same time, everybody he interacted with got the rub. Mm -hmm. And he gave that rub to them. It's not like they, you know what I mean? And that's that's the beauty of a, someone like a John Cena because he is such a giving person and we're going to get into the other stuff about him. But everybody he interacted with got the rub from John Cena. And that's just tells you what kind of a superstar he is. So mm -hmm. I tweeted as a teaser for tuning in this podcast that W mm -hmm. makes a lot of mistakes. Or not a lot. They make, they make the same common mistake, uh, mm -hmm. I think, too often. And tonight they did not. Jimmy just kind of teased to it. I'll hold it till we get to Cena. But Jimmy is absolutely right. What they did with Cena tonight mm -hmm. was a very simple, low lift, not a lot of exertion and effort to get this done. But they made the most out of a very, very little bit that John did tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, and yeah. you know what was great is I thought that those guys uh, at this point, everyone who interacted with him, I felt like belonged with him too, which was a good sign for the future of WWE. But uh, I'll, I'll say this with Montez real quick. Here, here's a, here's mm -hmm. a, no, here's a Nostradamus. Montez Ford will be involved in money in the bank this time next year. And, mm -hmm. and he'll be, he'll be a barring injury. He'll be a serious contender to win it. I, I mean, I, th I think he, I feel like we're all just waiting for it to happen. You know, we're all just waiting for him to become that big superstar. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of hope he go. He takes it slow. Everyone wants him to go win the world title right away. I I kind of mm -hmm. want him to have that slow rise up and like mm -hmm. have the other yeah. singles titles and things. But I'm a, I, I I like to take things to take forever. I'm sure if he won the title tomorrow, I'd still be like Montez, yay! I don't know. Well, but it, but a a year in Jack, a year in WWE's program is a long time. He he could win a he could win a mid card title between now and then, and still right. be you know he I mean, could win a and, vote. And 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 not to not to try and uh, book ahead of time, you've got a built in rivalry with his former tag team partner in the process as well. So you might be jealous of his success as a singles competitor. And uh, anyways, which which is. Saying. Which is dangerous because I could I, I I hate to say it but I'm sorry Angela Dawkins I I, I could see Dawkins getting genetted in the whole situation. Ooh. it's I don't it's, want that, but I could see because but think barbershop window. Well, you get genetted because you the reason you become a Marty Genetti par partially in the situation in, in the origin of this of it is because the Shawn Michaels is is a star that's so bright. So if Montez Ford is a star so so bright, it sometimes is just hard to you just it's hard to step out of the shadow of being. 
Montez Ford's former partner. Exactly. If they do the split properly, you can maybe salvage. But unfortunately, in the history, when 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 iconic tag teams split, even if it's for temporary, whether it's the the Rockers, mm-hmm. whether it's the, the Steiners, you know, the Steiner, mm-hmm. well, you know, uh, the, you know, they they split Devon yeah. and and Bubba for it. You know, it it's just it, inevitably one just flounders mm-hmm. for one reason or another not yeah. normally even their fault they're, they make the nope. bet what they're given but mm-hmm. so oh uh okay it's 9 a.m there 9 a.m yep. mumbai All right. <laughs> well, good morning in mumbai there you go enjoying the enjoying the drive mm-hmm. to work here um uh, is there anything oh, he said raw starts at 5 30 in the morning oh my god this guy got up at 5 30 to watch raw <laughs> Wow, and, and then whatever else he has to do in his day. Well, props to you. Okay. <laughs> um, Here I bitch about staying up. Yeah. <laughs> He's up early to watch it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, oh wow, so it's like almost. Uh, wow, it's almost. Um, wow. Twelve hours from exactly away from me, but um, we're getting paid, and I'm bitching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. First world problem. It's the um, the uh, but anything from this match, uh, Justin, you take away or, or Jimmy? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is. Kind of straightforward. I think the right yeah. guy won. Um, it was kind of interesting that it was the two losers of the last two matchups that went against each other for this for the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. No, very interesting. But they again, they had a good match and it was enjoyable. It was people were invested in it. Again, like I said earlier, we just watched the people and they were bought into this match. And and uh, obviously they didn't. Unless I missed something, they didn't announce what the stipulation was going to be. Did they? Not that they, I know. It's good that they didn't give it away too soon, but at the same time, you kind of want to draw people in. So I'm kind of on uh, uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other on this one. Uh, I understand why you want people to to start thinking, oh, what's that stipulation going to be at Money in the Bank? But at the same time, you don't want to give everything away. What do you, uh, Justin, what do you think it's going to be? Probably like a hardcore match is usually what they do. I don't know. I think it's tornado. It's for the stipulation. It's at the pay per view, correct? Yeah, that's that's a tricky one because you're dealing with a pay per view that's it's that's a gimmick pay per view already. So mm-hmm. you know, Money in the Bank is going to obviously involve ladders. They they tend to bring out tables in that. So I think yeah, I think Jimmy said maybe maybe, maybe a tornado just to because that, that that's tough on a gimmicky pay per view. Uh, something just popped in my head, and this thanks to uh, Justin over there is uh, if they fail to. Uh, relieve Jay and Jimmy Uso of the titles. The Street Pop Profits will never tag together again, and that launches the singles career of Montez Ford. Ooh, <laughs> but that, but that would be uh, that. Would, why would the, the Street Profits would want to make that the stipulation? That I, uh, there's nothing. I, for no, I know, I know, but uh, <laughs> it just. Uh, you know, just that's how confident they are yeah. that the, we're going to beat you guys. And if we don't beat you guys, we'll never tag together. Again yeah. Yeah. You know, and that doing that as a doing that as a babyface team is a very face thing to do. That's I mean, you know, Cody Rose did as a face in AEW saying, if I don't win this, I'm never going to challenge. I mean, it, it's a it's a confident thing to do of I'm not going to sit here and rehash rematches over and over. Um, so, I mean, again, if 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 if, if booking said we got to start to you know separate the team that would be a way to do it if you take them out of tag if you take them out of tag team title contention what's the point of being a tag team anymore if you can't challenge for your titles right right and that and that could and that could be the origin of the problem mm-hmm. which is they lose mm-hmm. and then if and then if you're gonna face montez and heal dawkins dawkins can even start to confront montez and be like you know 
bro, we, we have nothing to chase for anymore. Right. What, 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 what are we here for? And and then, you know, let nature take its course. Sorry, mm-hmm. if Angela Dawkins gets wind of this, I'm sorry that we're booking you in the, <laughs> into the negative. Here. You know what's a bummer, too, is like if you ever listen to him in interviews and stuff on podcasts, he's actually really entertaining. Like he's mm. actually he's actually a very entertaining person. It's just when you're sitting next to Montez Ford, it's that's what I mean. They, mm. they both are. That's what I said yeah. earlier. Uh, they both are. It's just Montez is just so gifted. I, I feel bad for Dawkins because it's just like yeah. I hate to classify somebody as A and B, but Montez just steals it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the challenge you have a team with somebody like him. I mean, again, maybe you know, who knows? Maybe maybe it's like a New Day situation. New Day is a bit of an anomaly. Mm-hmm. New, New Day has been a a a a, yeah. a group since like fall of 2014, which right. that is forever in today's mm-hmm. world. Yeah, and they've, been, and they've managed to. Be, they've, they, to be they, fair, they, that's pretty much forever, even in like old school, like in a lot of old school. Right. Like, I mean, and they, and they they've been heels, they've been faces, they've been heels. They've done, they've been on every side of the coin. Um, they've been single stars, they've been tag team, but they've never turned on each other. And so, like, that's kind of a beauty thing with them. So, you know, you hope for that maybe as a tag mm-hmm. team that you can go your separate ways and still have an alliance. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of splitting up and having alliances and all sorts of stuff like that, the Judgment Day runs into the Mysterios backstage, mm-hmm. and I thought this was rather interesting. They're talking about uh, it being Ray's 20th anniversary also, and no one cares about Ray Mysterio. And in fact, how come Dominic isn't any good? Maybe, maybe Dominic needs to quit listening to people who aren't going to get him where he needs to go, Jimmy. And this was clearly backhanded compliments that are comments mm-hmm. that Dominic needs to leave Ray and join the judgment day. I did not see this, this happening coming, and I'm kind of interested in it. Or do you like the idea of them trying to lure away Dominic Mysterio? Well, that's what heels would do. They would try to pit father against a son against father. And we've talked about this before. There have been some subtle, very subtle seeds planted between Ray and Dominic. And we're thinking down the road somewhere, can you imagine how, what they're thinking? Obviously, teaming together at WrestleMania is a big deal for them as a family. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? I hate to bring it back to this, but family versus family at WrestleMania, I'm sure their dream would be to face each other at a WrestleMania. You know, father gets to wrestle his son and, and put him over at WrestleMania and launch him kind of like the way, uh, even though they were brothers, Brett and Owen did mm-hmm. that, when they opened that WrestleMania that year. I could see that opening up a WrestleMania, maybe in LA, close to San Diego. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and if that were to happen, I can get on board with something like that. As far as it, Dominic joining Judgment Day, I don't know about that as much as I like them, you know, pitting son against father or father against son. Justin, could could Dominic Mysterio pull off the gothy look? Uh, I don't want to say no because I don't know until you try it. I I really don't know. I I'm not opposed to. I don't know. I Dominic is a, Dominic. I feel like look, based upon his who his father is and based upon his training, he's got all the things there to succeed. It, it's still and he's you know I know we got to work a lot of events actually with his with Cena at one point. Like he's got everything there for him. I still don't don't think I'd buy into him as a singles by himself. I still, you know, I accept him as being the son of Ray. I accept it's very cool to see a father-son, you know, pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also suspect that Ray, 
who did leave WWE for a minute and he dabbled. He did Lucha Underground. He dabbled and kind of, you know, and I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speculate that I would think Ray's the kind of guy that like a Tony Khan or somebody certainly would have offered a spot to and, 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 you know, WWE kept him in the, in the WWE family, but probably part of that, probably part of the negotiations was, it was, Hey, I got my son. I want him involved. And I think that's why Dominic never did the NXT route. You know, very few people get to come in and not do that whole on onboarding process. Essentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's probably part of it. So I think the booking of Dominic partially does hinge on keeping Ray happy and maybe something Ray even has in writing, but I, I fear that they might move to that, father-son clash and dom not be ready for it i, I don't know I, I hope i'm wrong but that's the thing i keep watching this is like let's make sure he's ready to do this because as long as he's riding his dad's coattails there's a certain you know pass that you give it but the moment that he splits from his dad you can't three months later go oh it's not working let's get it back with his dad you know that could really be damaging to his overall trajectory so it's a situation I think they got to be very careful with. I, I, I again still think they might have some. I, I think that take Dom and take Ray and, and, and integrate them with NXT. Yeah, I think I think I think Ray's credibility and his, and his longstanding. He's a, Ray Mysterio has been on American television for twenty five years. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of full time talents that that and that also have the the unique look that Ray has. The visuals, mm-hmm. I think. You know, if you don't absolutely need Rey Mysterio on Raw or SmackDown, which they don't, let's be frank, they don't. They have a lot. Infuse him, inject him on the Tuesdays, um, and also let Dom get the reps down there, and and let you know do what you want to do. And I just went on a long rant there, but that I'm I'm really particular about how they handle this father son situation because it is so rare, but it also comes with a lot of like special stipulations of keeping people emotionally happy. Well, it's a very good point that you make about you can't back out of it once you do that mm. split. Because even if you back out of it, there's always going to be that little bit of you that's like, eh, but you did stab your dad in the back. You know, it's it's not going to be the same uh, once that happens. So you're right. It does have to be done done well. And, and going to NXT could be a, a good move for him. You're right. Uh, you mentioned that not very many people get to skip NXT. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can quote it. Justin Labar believes that Dominic Mysterio and AJ Styles are equals. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know what? On paper, if you if you just draw it out, you go, oh, well, who's the last guy that got to skip NXT besides Samoa Joe? Samoa Joe had to go through NXT. Yep. Dominic Mysterio did not. <laughs> they're, they're totally equal. Totally equal. No, um, but uh, but yeah, Jimmy. Um, a- anything to to add to this? I mean, I I think it's just a fascinating idea that these are the two that they're going to split up because I don't think they definitely weren't on my uh, what do you call it, bingo card of of mm. things I expected Judgment Day to do next. No, I I didn't think so either. I didn't think that was the direction they were going to go. Uh, obviously, we're still waiting for Edge to come back and see what happens when he does because obviously Edge and Judgment Day aren't through with each other yet. It's just a matter of when that will happen. This seems like uh, a a bridge to that um, that next scenario. Uh, they caught me a little off guard with this one. Let's put it that way. I didn't see yeah. it coming, which is a nice surprise for a change. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you, you know, like you say, you don't like the idea of them trying to incorporate someone like a Dominic Mysterio into the group. But then again, at the same time, you didn't see that coming. Maybe that makes people go, "Hmm, what do they see in Dominic?" Right. Do you right. know what I mean? 
Um, right. So as we, we move on from that, we're going to move on to the next thing. And, and I was going to wait to do the manscape thing here because it's the Miz and he talks mm-hmm. about his big balls. And I thought that'd be a perfect segue, but it was too late into the show. So I had to do it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Miz comes out, Kevin Patrick in the ring, my boy, KP, I always shout him out whenever he's on TV. I don't know why they think it's funny, but, um, he's in the ring. This is like his first in ring promo and he's interviewing the Miz and they're talking about, uh, Logan Paul. They're talking about girthy balls. They're talking about AJ Styles. AJ Styles comes out. They have a great match that ends in Miz walking mm-hmm. away. Uh, Justin, um, do you think they were just kind of trying to backtrack what they did at WrestleMania with Logan Paul and kind of make it seem like it didn't happen? Or are we going to see Logan Paul get some revenge? No, I don't think it was backtracking. I think the whole point of this was to remind people that this happened with Logan Paul the what, three months ago or whatever it was. Uh, and that he's coming back for SummerSlam. I, I suspect we're going to get a Miz versus Logan Paul straight up singles match. And that tonight was the seed being, well, the seed was planted when Miz turned on. This was the reminder that this that this is the reminder that over here on the ground, this little thing is being uh, watered, and that's what we're going to do. Um, well, yeah, who will so. the fans cheer for if they're if Logan, they're, Logan Paul? Well, no, look, mm-hmm. I, go back to Mania. I mean, obviously Logan Paul and and, and his. His whole brand and his brother's brand can be painted as a heel brand, and they and they did to an extent of aligning him with the Miz, who's the ultimate heel magnet of all times hmm. uh, in WWE. But Logan Paul baby faced himself with his performance at WrestleMania. Logan Paul looked hmm. the part, acted the part. He did not look like I mean, you know, he he was he was the he was a follow up to Bad Bunny. He did not look out of place. And, oh, by the way, Bad Bunny, mm-hmm. obviously, is, is, a, is a smaller guy in the pro wrestling world. Mm-hmm. You, you know, stunned everybody with his athleticism and his ability to execute the moves. Logan Paul, when you put him in a lineup, is bigger than some of the roster. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so Logan Paul looked like he belonged. He, yeah. When he was being a heel, he knew how to get heat. He got heat. And then, as quick as the Miz turned on him, people were in Logan Paul's corner at that moment. Uh at mania so no i think this is a, the setup for logan paul to get uh, a babyface reception and to go out there and, and continue delivering the way he apparently can deliver in the ring and 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 that said uh i, I want to go to the miss here and, and jimmy i have to ask you i think it's mm-hmm. it's time we we gotta to 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 really say this here and now uh because there's been a lot of talk about uh the miz and um, people go back and forth on this with, with the Miz, but just answer it right now. Is it, does he have big girthy balls or are they small? Um, uh, man, I don't, I, 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 I don't recall. Let's put it that way. It's not, it's not like I've changed next to the Miz very often, but to, for him to, to be in the position he is in right now as one of the top heels in the business, uh, regardless of what company you're looking at, uh, he, he's got some, he's got some, some <laughs> Jimmy he, was in the locker room for over 20 years. He saw a lot of balls. He can't just, no. <laughs> oh man, I, 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 I was, I was looking. Cue the manscaped. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I told you I wanted to wait till now, but I knew that'd be too long. I'd get a, I'd get a finger wagon if I waited this long into the show to, to bring up the, the, the promo so i had right. to do it earlier but <laughs> no but uh you know i got a hand i got I, the one thing about miz is like you said he has got some tremendous heat it's genuine heel heat which mm-hmm. is hard to do nowadays because everybody wants to be that cool heel he's neither he's not cool 
He just wants mm-hmm. people to boo him, and he, and he does a magnificent job at it. Miz and, M- Miz and MJF sit in a booth of their own at the diner. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And even then, they're probably uh, thinking of the next yeah. uh, promo to cut on the other guy. Jimmy, Miz, Miz is the coolest guy to not be a cool person, by the way, when you look at his life. Come on. Who's that? Miz is the coolest person to not be considered cool when you look at his life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's on Dance with the Stars. He's got a, He lives in a million-dollar mansion. But I, was, but I was also witness to when he got uh, kicked out of the locker room and had to change in a broom closet. So uh, I've seen, the, I've seen <laughs> that side. Of so, I mean, this guy came as like the reality world mm-hmm. reject and getting kicked out of the locker room, changing in closets and what have you, mm-hmm. and then morphed into not losing to John Cena in a main event at Mania doing all the things he's done, being so durable, like I said, longest-running, full-time, tenured star with very minimal injuries. Um, actually, the bulk of Miz's time off has been to go film movies or do other media things. And, oh, by the way, Mary's a smoking hot blonde mm-hmm. and gets a reality show. I mean, Canadian, Canadian. A Canadian, <laughs> a Canadian smoke show. Talk about sticking it to your haters. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy, I have to digress and go back because I always love Jimmy's stories. Oh. As a ref for 20 plus years, <laughs> did you change with the boys or did you have your own room with the other refs? No, I, I no, the, we changed uh, pretty much where we could. You know what I mean? And it was funny because after so many years of being at TVs, uh, we were allowed to change in the TV locker room, which is which is where they shoot the uh, backstage uh, vignettes that that are, that are in the locker room setting. So we find a nice little corner in there and hide and, and do it in there and stuff like that. And, um, you know, again, we did change with the boys, but we also kind of found our own little corner kind of away from everybody at the same time and let, let, let the boys be the boys. Um, so uh, we also just, I don't know if you guys have any quick thoughts. We had a great match, by the way, between mm-hmm. AJ and Miz. Uh, it ends with Miz basically saying, I'm walking away from this one. In general, I don't like the idea of someone walking away because if they don't care about winning, then what's the point of having the match in the first place? But I get it. We're probably going to get this at Money in the Bank or something, um, and you got to hold off on things for now. Um, uh, Justin, any takeaways from this one besides AJ looking like he got really messed up in the face during this yeah, one? Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it, it, was a, it was a good match. It was competitive. Obviously, Miz just couldn't find the answer. Mm-hmm. I did make a note like AEW would never do this because they don't <laughs> believe in DQs or countouts. Right. So I mean that. Yeah, I mean, I go, look, I don't know, and I and I and I'll, I'll pivot to the referee on the panel here. Mm-hmm. You could argue that this is the utilization of a countout rule mm-hmm. that can get more heat of like, oh, you just gave us this competitive multi-segment match with commercials, and you'll walk out. We we don't get the satisfaction of seeing your ass get pinned one, two, three. Mm-hmm. But Jack, I can also see the, the the higher logic of he did all that sweat and and and, and exertion, <laughs> and he's willing just to walk away from it. Um, I don't know what the right answer is. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no stipulation to it, so I you know I guess you don't. Fu- I guess you could say, oh, there's no stipulation. He wasn't losing a belt. He wasn't losing an opportunity. Um, he didn't want to. He didn't want to get himself pinned in front of the world, so he just mm-hmm. decided to walk off. I think that's where I try to put it as to justify mm-hmm. it, but I'll 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 divert to the referee here. Uh, well, I I look at it this way. Or it's def- definitely defer, defer to the referee. Defer, okay. <laughs> yeah, I look at it this way. It's definitely what what a lot of people consider an old school heel ending, where you know the heel walks out of the match because he's had enough and he can't it can't you know and he'd rather 
walk away and take the count out loss as opposed to, you know, possibly getting their butt kicked or pinned and so forth. And it kind of makes sense in a way that there's really nothing on the line in this match. What's at stake here other than a, a tick in the win and loss column? Mm-hmm. There's no title on the line. There's no stipulation. There's no title opportunity on the line. Nothing is on the line other than, and Miz participated in a match earlier that night when he was in the battle Royal. So he has an out where he can say, listen, I got pretty banged up in that battle Royal match and I still took on AJ Styles and took him to the limit. It's just, you know, I, I had enough and walked away. You know, you know, I don't get paid extra or whatever the case may be. Just, just be a heel. So it, it for me, it did work. And I, but I can understand how others would see it in a way where, yeah, but we didn't get the conclusion we wanted. Eventually you will. The other, the only th- issue I have with this match is I love their, their chemistry. They work well together. AJ is a great baby face against the great heel Miz. But here are two guys that like we talk about Cena elevating people, um, backstage and just through interactions these are two guys that could elevate a younger superstar in the ring and mm-hmm. as as much as i enjoy watching them together in the match i'd rather see them taking on others and elevating you know, the next generation of superstars if that makes any kind of sense you well we talked about these backstage seg- segments with john cena there was a, a couple more or there's one more really that uh mm-hmm. happened and again we'll talk about the main bulk of john cena but these i, I feel like kind of stand on their own uh of course he spoke with zeke and he spoke with theory and both of these i thought were fun i i love the advice he gave zeke be yourself uh which is f- such a great uh comment mm-hmm. to a guy in, in zeke's position right now mm-hmm. uh but i also love that he was like oh how's elias doing it was just a fun Fun thing there, but I think Theory cutting the promo of his life against the GOAT. Uh, and then, of course, not getting the selfie. Didn't get a resolution here yet, but Jimmy, I feel like that is them planting a seed. No, again, this is this is something that is working. And, and by John Cena not cutting him off and overstepping him, allowed Theory to be that guy where people take notice and go, wow, he kind of one-upped john cena and Mm -hmm. uh, you know and 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 that's the beauty of someone like a john cena he's so giving of himself that you know he understands that hey you know i'm here for tonight but you know these guys are going to be here every week so Mm -hmm. let me help make these guys and he did exactly that for theory tonight yeah so i'm going to go ahead and do it now because i teased it earlier well one of the common things that i that that pains me with wwe they, they love to do nostalgia shows. They love to bring back legends, what have you. And oftentimes when they bring back the legends and the nostalgia and everything, it's just, the, the, I, don't, I don't feel like they get the most out of them. But you had this night tonight with Cena and from obviously, you know, he, the Street Profits deal. And he's putting them over, giving them advice of how to beat the Usos and making Ezekiel sound like he's, the biggest deal in the world and putting over Elias and, and, and playing into the, the, the charade that, 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 that's that mm-hmm. as Jimmy just said, doesn't overstep verbally to theory, but just steps away and theory doesn't get that selfie. So like there's animosity there that, that hangs, but like theory still got the last word, you know, um, he, he, we, we, we see him with Rollins, but then, Cena's facial is an awe of Omas and the mm-hmm. height. And then he just goes, good luck. Just doing that to Rollins puts over Omas. WWE managed to take John Cena and his 20 years of equity 
of his mm-hmm. career, equity, and we're able to put a little rub and sprinkle a little Cena salt on all of these mm-hmm. future stars, street prophets who are future stars, especially Montez, as we've noted, Ezekiel continuing, Theory, which we're probably going to have more follow-up probably in the name of a match mm-hmm. at some point down the line. Oh, mm-hmm. my. Like, that's what drives me. When they, you know, I was in New York when they did the Raw 25. I was in the Manhattan Center. Mm-hmm. I sat second row. And they had that, and they, you know, they, you know, and then they were over in Brooklyn. They had all these legends, and I'm always like, guys, I don't want to see all the nostalgia legends just get in the ring and beat up the current stars. Give right. me something that gives me a reason to invest mm-hmm. in the future. And and I wouldn't be surprised, as Jimmy said, John. So give me, I wouldn't be surprised if John. Maybe this wasn't the first script. Maybe John rewrote a little bit of this and said, no, put mm-hmm. me in a segment with some of the top, uh, you know, rising stars. And let me do something, even if it's a facial expression at how big Omas is. Let me put over his size. John Cena, who's worked a million matches with Big Show, and Omas mm-hmm. is taller than Big Show in real life. Like mm-hmm. this was the best use of John Cena. Yeah. If get let's get a lot of pre-tapes done. Let's get some people over by John Cena doing very simple little things. Bravo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't say it better. I'm, I'm going to leave it on that because I think you're exactly yeah. right. Perfectly said. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, two quick segments we got to get to before we get into the full beef of uh, of John Cena. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Bianca Carmella had a quick uh, face-off in the ring. Uh, K- KP, back in the ring again. They they mm-hmm. worked him today. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Bianca is the one, the final one standing. Jimmy, uh, are you more excited about this matchup after uh, this than you were last week? Not, not so much. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I do want to see this match, but at the same time, they haven't really got me invested in it. And uh, I can't put my finger on what is missing here, but something is missing in this rivalry that that's just not uh, enticing me like it should or the, the, that they're hoping it would. Uh, kind of. I, I give them a little bit of slack because it, it, it wasn't their first choice. Obviously, Rhea mm-hmm. Ripley was the one they wanted, but... Uh, I think they're making the best of it. Uh, Justin, any quick thoughts? I don't think there's really much to take away from it, but any feels like no, kind of one on one one stuff. Yeah, no, I like both ladies separately, but um, mm-hmm. to Jimmy's point, the, it, there's just maybe it's a rush thing. Maybe it's a, just a lack of uh, animosity. I, I don't know, but yeah, it, it, I don't, I'm not tuning in Saturday. Right. Sorry, ladies with, with real interest in what the outcome of this match is. It'd probably be a, a Probably a good match, but mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not emotionally uh, invested to it. Uh, Alexa and Liv had a match right after mm-hmm. that with uh, Oscar on commentary, and um, this one, um, Liv gets the win over Bliss. Uh, Justin, um, I kind of felt like Oscar overshadowed them on on commentary. Was I the only one that thought that, or did you feel no? The same? No, I felt a little bit, and I, and I and I can't get back to the point of what I said a few weeks ago, which is I, I've always been a huge Oscar fan, and I and I even liked her standing out with her unique you know promos it's it's just distracting i it's got to the point it's distracting um i i tried to appreciate Corey. you know oscar saying something's japanese and Corey's acting like he's <laughs> fluent in japanese i mean that's the, you know, okay haha that's fun but mm-hmm. I, I don't know mm-hmm. I, oscar's a woman who was she was undefeated in nxt and it was champion and they 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 moved her to raw i, I remember i was at her first pay-per-view match it was in minneapolis at tlc uh in um 
whatever year it was doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> uh, but i was and i remember thinking like oh, i don't know like i i just don't like, make her the killer that she can be i, I don't uh, there's been too much comedy with her too much mm-hmm. comedy but still trying to put her in serious positions of uh, of a challenger of like a title challenger and it, it's just not working for me mm-hmm. so that was a note i also think in the backstage in gorilla real quick where they do these promos now uh, this is the first time that I can recall since Alexa's been back still with the Lily doll, who's a merchandise, I guess, gem. Mm-hmm. She actually said Lily's name. She acknowledged <laughs> the doll that she's carrying around. Like, well, finally, I mean, finally, we just said the damn thing's name. You've been walking mm-hmm. around with it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, well, now that now that Raj isn't here, we can talk about how much we all love Lily and like yeah, finally the magic, like, yeah. the magic of Lily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hoping for her to wink. But uh, yeah. look. She made a good point. If you had Lily with the Money in the Bank briefcase, I bet that would sell more. So oh. good on her. Um, but Jimmy. They're stealing that for sure. Oh, I mean, they, yeah. should, they, should, yeah. they should. They yeah. should. Uh, my question to you is, Liv won this matchup. Mm-hmm. Does that make it seem like they're building her up to win? Or do you think that means that she's getting ready for a loss and they're trying to soften the blow? I think I – think, uh... The answer to your question is B. And uh, to, to Justin's point uh, about this match itself, too, again, when the most exciting thing or the most entertaining part of the match is Corey Graves' translation of Asuka's diatribes, uh, that that speaks volumes. It was a distraction. It took away from the match, and, 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 and you don't remember things. So even though, like you said, Liv won this match, does that put her in line for possibly winning Money in the Bank briefcase? We're going to get to it later. I don't think so. And here's real quick, uh, Jack or Jimmy. I don't know if you've, um, you know, we, you know, we've all obviously, well, Jimmy's worked in business for his life, but we've all had the privilege of interviewing and, and knowing some of these people that we talk to. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, Asuka's English is, is like Asuka's um, Japanese to English in her character is not accurate to her to her real life that she mm-hmm. she speaks english better than what her character does mm-hmm. so i just don't i don't fully understand why we're going to go the route of cartooning her communication like what's the harm in her being a, a better mm-hmm. bilingual communicator like mm-hmm. speak really speak entertaining and 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 interestingly in English, and if she and then if she can say it right after that in, in Japanese too, okay, great. But like I, this whole like bad kung fu movie, mm-hmm. it feels like a bad kung fu kung fu movie dubbing. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to say this the right way, but without no, I get I get, I get what no. you're saying. It, 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 just, it, it sounds cheap. It, it comes off cheap, is what I what I'm trying to get. It comes off cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that because she's a great character in general and so i'd like to hear her speak more and hear her yeah. actually cut promos and things like that um yeah. but uh even if they're short like i mean to your point about her being undefeated even if she's just the goldberg that just says a few quick things and then beats people mm-hmm. or whatever but um, it's just it's just for some reason it, it, it's an ongoing issue especially in wwe where sometimes the character's um uh, place of origin becomes the the central part of their character as opposed to oh here's here's a superstar who just happens to be from well and to that point jimmy going back let's do a history lesson wwe and i don't know if we i don't i, don't, I guess you pin this on vince because he's the ultimate decision maker mm-hmm. wwe specifically with japanese characters or mm-hmm. performers 
I feel like they've always put a weird ceiling. It always reverts to comedy or or they have to spit the mist. Oh, mm-hmm. Salt. Salt. The, or salt. Well, yes. the, yeah. here, here we go. Pop <laughs> quiz, everybody. Who is the most successful Japanese character that WWE slash WWF has ever produced? I'll give you I'll give you five seconds of silence real quick and then I'm gonna say no. Mr. Fuji. Well, no, even better than him. The best and most successful Japanese character WWE slash WWF ever produced was Yokozuna, world oh, champion, God. and Gosh. a guy who was Samoan. He yes. wasn't even <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, poor, you. Yeah. poor Rodney wasn't even Japanese. I say, I, say, I, say, I say poor Rodney. He wasn't poor. He was a great guy. No. Right. Um, really but, but but that's what I mean. It's like if you look back in the history, you know, they you know, uh, Prince Albert left, became a big star in Japan. They brought him back, made him Lord Tensa. He was legitimate for about three weeks. And then next thing you know, he's in comedy segments dancing with Brodus Clay like, mm. uh, you know, Tajiri again mm-hmm. to an extent uh, uh, serious to an extent in ECW WWE. He's doing comedy with Regal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's just there's just a yeah. weird disconnect of how do we book those? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's it's tricky. I mean, they do it with a lot of places too. Like I always say, you know, Irish guys are always guys that like to fight. You know, uh, there's always certain uh, yeah. certain. My name is Finley, and I <laughs> love to fight. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> cheers. Yeah. So it's uh so there's certain things they definitely always lean on. So, but you're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's get into the, the 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 big chunk of the show that we we've been kind of holding off. We're to this part of the show. John Cena's bald spot. You ha- you've had a a super mm-hmm. chat just marinating here, waiting until we got to the John Cena part. We're gonna get mm-hmm. to it now. But first off, I just want to kind of encompass all the big John Cena stuff, and that is showing up and hugging and kissing everybody, and um, then the legends shouting him out with the uh, I guess cameo videos. I'll call them for mm-hmm. short. Uh, including people who are in AEW now, which I thought was mm-hmm. an absolutely cool, cool thing that they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then M- Mr. McMahon comes out, the star, the superstars line the aisle way. He comes out and he just cuts a really great promo. I thought he was going to retire, to be totally mm-hmm. honest with you, the way the way he was talking. Uh, but no, it was just a giant thank you, which I thought was total class. I thought for for something they do. For things that WWE and, and Justin, to your point, where they can do these throwback things that can sometimes be so kind of cringy or corny, this to me felt absolute class. Uh, Jimmy, you're the uh, the longest standing member here, uh, so I want you to go first here and just kind of chat about your thoughts on John Cena's 20th anniversary. Uh, every, everything you saw tonight was genuine. Everything from uh, Vince McMahon coming out and uh, John addressing the audience and what he talked about uh, he just he won the locker room over with mm-hmm. with with not portraying someone not portraying john cena by being him and and being the person that he was and showing the passion that he had you know it, everything everything that everybody said about him is true and genuine i don't think if there's somebody out there that doesn't like john cena maybe it's maybe they should take a look at themselves because john was was someone who was very positive a great motivator lifted everybody's spirits as much as he can and just you know uh all the praise that they give him is is warranted and not deserved was earned mm-hmm. exactly and and i'll admit i i said on twitter uh 
you know, I was one of those guys that there was a time when I was like, boo, Cena, you know, I don't like you. I was one of those guys booing. But then eventually I had to have that look in the mirror and be like, I'm just a hater. This guy is great. What am I talking about? There's nothing like there's nothing wrong. Like everything he does is is inside and outside of the ring was great. Uh, but Justin, um, your thoughts on this and, and maybe even chat a little bit about the, the fact that they had AEW stars on here, I thought, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's start with that. That was cool. Uh, seeing uh, I'll use their WB names, Dana Bryan, Big Show, uh, Chris Jericho. That was cool. I mean, even Jericho's. You could tell Jericho had, had Jericho had had a match before he did his yeah. thing. Yeah, he was in what you'd assume was look like a locker room setting. Mm-hmm. So just the thought, just to be fun to think that he was in an AEW uh, venue and and doing this. That's mm-hmm. fun to think, right? And then mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Brian, um, you know that that that's cool. That that's cool yeah. that that Tony Khan signed off on that. And Tony Khan, obviously, we know is a huge wrestling fan, so it's easy to picture him saying, "Yeah, John Cena's going to tribute night. I'm not going to be as so petty to say these uh, formidable opponents in John Cena's career can't shoot 30 seconds of a thank you." So mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, that's that's where that that really fans. That's to me is is the forbidden door. Oh. He stole my life. Yeah, Jimmy, yeah, no, no. yeah. we're yeah. on the same wave. We're on like, there. That's yeah. the forbidden door. Yes, is being able to swing it open and just swing out and say to your neighbor, "Hey, thank you very much. Congratulations on twenty years." Mm-hmm. Um, no disrespect to what happened Sunday night, right? In the pay per view that was built on that name, but that's the forbidden door. Um, mm-hmm. That Absolutely. said, Hulk Hogan beat the Sheik. What was it, Jimmy? Eighty three. Was it and then WrestleMania one was 85. 85 was eight, WrestleMania okay. one. Yeah. So Hulkamania started in 83. Mm-hmm. Hogan was gone by 93. Mm-hmm. King of the Ring 93 was his last event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brett and Sean have their spurts through the mid 90s. Mm-hmm. Austin 316 hits the 96. He really takes off in 97 when him and Brett do the double turn. Mm-hmm. Austin's retired by the early 2000s, mm-hmm. 03. John Cena has done 20 years. Granted, he has reverted back to part-time in the last couple mm-hmm. of years. John Cena has done, next to Randy Orton, he has done more live events than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Done more media, both traditional broadcast media and the 600-something make-a-wishes that Wishes. he holds a record yeah. for. Mm-hmm. That's, an, that's insane. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what you're celebrating tonight is mm-hmm. that there probably never will be given the route to Hollywood that sprouts up, mm-hmm. given the expectation of you going to do this in the ring. And so you end up, you know, John Cena and the Miz are the two safest workers in the last 20 years. In the last mm-hmm. 20 years when, um, you know, old school finishers that used to be accepted as finishers are now just a, Transition passing, spot. Passing <laughs> transition spot. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, which is just, that's a whole other podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the Miz and John Cena make are the two smartest workers in the last 20 years, and it should be noted that they have been the two healthiest and durable in the last 20 years. This is what the celebration of John Cena is. John Cena, in a time where WWE stopped creating new stars the way they used to, part mm-hmm. of it was business model, part of it just is what it is. But, you know, when Triple H starts to pull back part-time and Undertaker and et cetera, et cetera, John Cena was still the guy. And then The Miz mm-hmm. was there as a great mid or main event foil as a heel. Mm-hmm. 
that's what you're celebrating tonight. And, and for Cena, then, and for all that to be said, for all those accolades and the fact that, look, Cena doesn't have all these news stories of him being a terrible person. John mm-hmm. Cena is just o- overall just revered as a pretty damn good guy. John Cena and Jimmy was there for the first end of his career. Mm-hmm. Barring other scheduled a thing of appearance or whatever, John was one of the first people that shows up at the building. If call time was two, John was there at one. And then uh, John was one of the last people to leave when the crew was leaving, unless mm-hmm. he had a, an engagement that said, we need to get you to a plane because you have to fly somewhere. Otherwise, John was the first and he was the last mm-hmm. of the talent. There's just so much to celebrate. And Jim, I'll let you go ahead because you can speak to it. John Cena is the real deal in 20 years. WWE, uh, you have to go back to Bruno, and Bruno was mm-hmm. at a different time where it was regional. You're only traveling yeah. within about a 500 mile radius. John Cena traveled the world, right? Seven mm-hmm. days a week, 365 days for several years, mm-hmm. and he did it every day with a smile on his face. And you talk about those make a wishes; they meant so much to him because he felt deeply honored that those the, the, that those children wanted to meet him, and he felt that you know this is this is just a small little thing i could do for them and 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 to go out there and and help them out and he gave so much of himself to that make a wish foundation and to uh, to other charities like he he's just he, he's one of the most giving guys in the world but also at the same time one of the most fun guys and, and you know and and Justin mentioned about showing up to the building early we'd be out there setting up the ring and he'd come out and he'd want to grab a board and say and what are you doing no just, if you, just, if you know? yeah, because Jimmy, John Cena, if you get hurt carrying a board that we're supposed to be carrying, yeah, it's our ass. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I said, come out here at TV because at least at TV we have a, a, a real crew, a big crew that comes out and helps yeah. us put it together. You know what I'm saying? But you know, he he, that's the kind of guy he was. You know, and it's just uh, so giving of himself. Just every aspect. I, I think if you have a checklist of what makes someone in that conversation of being the GOAT, he's right up there. He checks every single box mm-hmm. along the way. And um, just from the fan perspective, which I always like to give, is uh, I just think one way to look at it is you could make an argument that he's Edge's greatest rival. You could make an mm-hmm. argument he's Brock Lesnar's greatest rival. You could make an argument that he's Randy Orton's greatest rival. You could go through just a list of people and say they were he was their greatest rival uh where there are some people that are incredible and they may not be anyone's greatest rival you mm-hmm. know what i mean and, and, and but and, like and, all the greats he's their greatest rival right. and jack you say that and he, here's the thing jack everything you just said is absolutely correct and here's what's wild all that being said we never got a one-on-one of Cena versus Hogan. We never got a one-on-one of mm. Cena versus Stone Cold. Oh. We never, like, it, it's amazing to me. And, and, and mind you, you mm. maybe, well, after we just saw Stone Cold at Mania, maybe you could do it. But yeah. Hogan, no. Yeah. Mind you, Cena versus Hogan, Cena versus Stone Cold, you don't got to do a lot. It would be a Mania 18 situation. The two would be able to look at each other and elicit a reaction for minutes on, on end. Mm-hmm. And that's what's nice is that Cena missed out on a couple guys that just even Cena Taker, mm-hmm. Cena Taker worked early on in his ruthless aggression era, and then of course we got the Cena squash match in Mania New Orleans a few years ago. We never got a true hustle, loyalty, respect versus the legend who is the dead man. Pro, right. Like 
that's wild to think that that's business that was left on the table essentially that mm-hmm. just never got to happen. Um, it's mm-hmm. crazy, Jimmy. I saw a chat from uh, Bur- our, our guy Bernie in DC. Mm-hmm. He mentioned Andre and some comparisons. Could you imagine what would Andre have thought of John Cena as someone who has drank with both Cena and Andre? What would have Andre thought? Um, Andre would have loved John Cena because uh, uh, Cena is one of the most respectful people in that locker room. He didn't consider himself above anybody else, but at the same time, he knew his worth and knew how to use that worth to help other people along the way. And I could see him uh, and Andre sitting at the friendly tap with uh, our dearly departed uh, Timmy White, just enjoying each other's company and telling stories and, and, and John just sitting there listening to the stories that Andre would tell. And uh, Oh my goodness. Of all the, the different uh, uh, people through the different eras. And I, I, I think, I think Andre would love John and probably take him under his wing, almost like a son. Yeah, I, I, and yeah, it's just I, I don't know if there's enough to say. I I think he's he we we didn't appreciate what we had. I think mm-hmm. as much as we had when we had John Cena going uh, mm-hmm. at full speed. Um, but it, we, it's it, it's just a final point, Jack. To that uh, the appreciation. I think I think what's going to be the charm in Cena's legacy now that he's semi-retired. The charm mm-hmm. in his legacy, in my opinion, is that he never turned heel. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when t- ten years ago when we oh he's going to join Nexus. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cena's gonna, t- you know, and he's even admitted. I think that he had like new heel music put together, and he had, he knew mm-hmm. he was gonna wear. And he never, and, and Vince ultimately never. And I guess you know, credit to Vince, mm-hmm. creatively, that he saw. No, let's just keep this. Let's keep. Let's yeah. keep the. Let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. Let's go with that polarizing. That's gonna be the charm of Cena's legacy. Mm-hmm. He never turned heel. You know, again, even Hogan. Hogan was a Hulkamania babyface and then had to reinvent himself by mm-hmm. being the NWO leader. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Shawn Michaels was a tremendous heel and tremendous face. Bret Hart was a famous anti-American. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like all of them, even Austin. I was there in Houston yeah. in 01. Austin had to make the deal with the devil himself and align mm-hmm. with Vince. Yeah. Didn't work out so well, but they banked their, they banked their booking on that. Mm-hmm. Cena never turned heel. That's yeah. remarkable. Yeah. I mean, we always compare him to guys like Superman, but yeah, that's exactly right. He's a, well said. Um, mm-hmm. uh, in the interest of making sure we're not here until uh, tomorrow time. Uh, I'll shut up. We do have a, a super chat from John Cena's bald spot that has been sitting in here for a while. Cause I wonder mm-hmm. what we got here. Uh, but uh, John Cena's bald spot asks, is Cena expected to have a match at SummerSlam? Thought they'd set up an angle tonight. Could this mean he's not available? Um, any speculation on that? I think they planted some seeds that they wanted it, but uh, do either of you guys have any uh, predictions? No, I, you know, I'll be honest. It would be nice to see him at SummerSlam, especially in an arena, uh, a stadium setting and so, so forth. And no offense to SummerSlam, but SummerSlam is the number two pay-per-view. If you're going to bring John Cena back for one match, uh, WrestleMania is the time to bring him back, especially considering WrestleMania is a two-night event. And you can, yes. So you can have him, uh, you know, be a main attraction one night. And if the rumors are true, whatever, you could do that the second night. You know what I mean? So uh, I would save it for then. Yeah. And, you know, Theory seems like the guy that you think you'd go up against. Mm -hmm. But as we talked about last week, Theory's got Bobby Lashley to deal with at Money in the Bank and still here on Raw. So 
I don't see Theory doing whatever with Lashley this Saturday and Cena popping up in another week or two. So my my confidence of Cena being at SummerSlam has gone down. But like Jimmy said, you have Mania, and then Mania's two nights. Um, plant those seeds. Mm-hmm. Get get him in L.A. for two nights next year. Um, we do have another super chat from uh, Allison Tuckwab, who we I will just kind of knock out right now. But uh, Allison says, um, my opinion, Jeff Hardy does not need to go to jail. He does not learn from it. He needs to go to prison for a couple of years. Maybe he'll learn something there and stop his dumb self. I don't really know what that has to do with Raw, but. Um, what? I, I, I don't know. Would, I don't know his personal situation. I know obviously what I've read uh, on Wrestling Inc. and 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 the situation of him getting pulled over, um, blowing near three times the limit. He needs help. The bottom line is he needs help. He needs to to get uh, you know whatever issues he has resolved. And and you know you talk about putting someone in jail and putting him in prison. Uh, well, I understand that point, but at the same time, in a situation like this, that doesn't help his situation. He needs to to. You know, he needs rehab. And, and, if if it's that serious. And just to just to end with, with everything what Jimmy said, I agree. Allison, um, he does need help. He does need to take responsibility for his actions. But also, somebody in that situation who does need help and needs to is at the fork in the road. The worst thing you can do for somebody at the fork of the road is to abandon them. If they feel like I have. What's the freaking point of me recovering? You know, personally, professionally, whatever. I like Tony Khan's comments that he made in acknowledging in the in the, pre, in the press conference, which was uh, Sunday, which was, you know, he wasn't going to comment much because it's it's a lot of personal. But he just said, you know, Jeff suspended without pay until he does these things. This is his last chance. But once he does, let's try this again. Mm-hmm. That gives Jeff Hardy a reason professionally. He should have all the reason in the world personally. He's got a wife and, and kids. But mm. professionally, that gives him still a reason of, okay, uh, I still might have a spot here if I can get this right. And that's mm. what I think is important. Is you, gotta, you, you need people to take accountability, but you also got to still give them reason, mm-hmm. hope to look forward mm-hmm. to things. Right. Um, so, yeah, I hopefully uh, everything works out with Jeff Hardy. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I'm not... Not sure what that had to do with Raw, but uh, um, we'll continue on here. Uh, Bobby Lashley took on the Alpha Academy in a handicap match. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty well-paced match. Uh, Bobby Lashley gets the win, and uh, there's an almost beatdown before Bobby Lashley fights everybody off. Uh, Justin, this to me feels like we're going to make Bobby Lashley look really strong to soften the blow of an eventual loss at the pay-per-view. Nothing more than I can say than agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Jimmy, any other insight to that? No, it's just like you said, it, it builds up Bobby Lashley so that it, regardless of how uh, Theory ends up beating Bobby Lashley, whatever nefarious means he uses and, and sneaks a win by him, it means that much more. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Um, and then we, uh, as we, we kind of get through the last bits here, Cody Rhodes, uh, Sold me on Money in the Bank. I don't know about you guys, but he had a, a, a promo there, and then and also uh, we we talked about it a little bit earlier. Seth Rollins and Cena have a interaction before. There's a slight interaction <laughs> with Omos and uh, and um, and Seth, which I absolutely loved. Uh, Jimmy, anything about that? 
No, I, I, I thought uh, th that segment, like you said, was it was incredible. I, I very much enjoyed. It. it was entertaining. That's the bottom line. It was entertaining. Everything, you know, just it mm -hmm. worked. It yes, yeah, Cena or uh, excuse me, Rollins doing his laugh, which normally sounds like a very manufactured cackle, but mm -hmm. he's doing it to the John Cena sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's that's it's a tremendous. pretty that's a pretty good piece of work there. You know, I, I, yeah. again, Cena let Seth get his stuff in because uh, as someone who is who knows uh, like I'm charter planes and stuff like that when people want to rap battle John Cena and stuff like that and want to challenge and call him <laughs> out and seeing some live rap battles and people getting put in their place. John Cena could put pretty much anybody in their place verbally. Mm -hmm. and, and like I said earlier tonight, he's, uh, he's letting people get over on him, which gets them over. And Seth Rollins is the full-time guy. Cause Seth Rollins basically just, uh, you would say the term he buried John Cena basically by saying, yeah, I broke your nose. I beat mm -hmm. you up. You didn't win money in the bank. I won money in the bank. Basically mm -hmm. just shot him down the whole time. And John Cena never really said anything back. He just right. kind of went, mm. and then uh, Omos showed up and, and Justin, I, I can't wait to see, I, I want to mm -hmm. see MVP and Seth Rollins go at it in a, uh, or maybe, you know, MVP via Omos versus Seth Rollins just to watch those guys interact. Cause I think it'd be, it'd be wildly entertaining to see MVP and Seth Rollins go at it. Well, this is a, a unique calendar. We have money, in the bank on July 2nd, and then we have uh, on what July 30th SummerSlam SummerSlam has never been this early SummerSlam and, and money, in the bank have never been this close. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of, you know, you have to uh, book your money, in the bank to, have some real quick natural follow-up to SummerSlam. Um, so I mean, so what I'm saying is only one person can win money in the bank. My prediction is riddle. Uh, you can only have one win that. So you're yeah. going to have to have some spinoffs happen out of that match. So we'll, we'll mm -hmm. see what happens. Mm -hmm. Speaking of riddle winning, by the way, him cashing in right after that last man standing match would be very Randy Orton like of him, which would, mm -hmm. uh, play into a lot of stuff. i mean last i mean jack you're right last, i mean we, again we're gonna have podcasts for mm -hmm. the next month of the three of us mm -hmm. last man standing match certainly lends itself to mm -hmm. somebody who has an opportune briefcase to cash out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and before we get to the main event uh our old pal peter in the chat asked jimmy since you live in canada has impact ever reached out to you to work for them also not a raw question. Uh, perf to be perfectly honest, no. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I am good friends with Scott Scott Demore, good guy. Get along with him very well. Uh, uh, they've got Brian Hepner running things down there. They're in good hands, trust me. They, they are absolutely fine. They do most of their stuff in the U.S. anyways, their tapings. And, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate uh, you thinking that I would fit in there because I think they have a heck of a product right now. You know, they do have a good show. Not to sidetrack yeah. on that. We're getting late. Again, but, uh, yeah. they, they, I, I was thinking with when Slamiversary happened, I was like, why aren't we giving them, why don't they get enough attention? They, I, mean, mm -hmm. I, I mean, that's a whole side. Well, we won't sidetrack. That's too, <laughs> too far into the show. Uh, the final match of the show, uh, it is the elimination match for the last spot in the Money in the Bank match. Uh, Becky pinned Zia Lee, then tapped out Nikki A.S.H., Do dropped eliminated Baszler, then Tamina, and then Becky Lynch wins with the top rope manhandle slam, and she is now in Money in the Bank. Jimmy, is she now the favorite? Uh, I think she has to be, and, and it's got me thinking now along the lines of 
Okay, now Becky is in the match. Seth Rollins is in the men's match. Could we possibly see a, a you know a real life couple holding both Money in the Bank briefcases and both trying to cash in on the same night? That sort of thing. I, I don't know. There's the possibilities are there, but uh, I think this uh, this really does push her to the front of the list. Let's put it at the front of the line. Jack, I think I muted. Sorry. Uh, sorry, Justin, is it? Um, I thought it was me. I don't, I don't want to be the uh, I don't want to be the negative Nancy here, but is it like, would it be? You're not the little, negative. You're the jovial Jack. And is it uh, yes. true? But is it too? I feel like Becky Lynch has either been the champion or in the position of trying to be the champion for like three and a half years now. Is it would it feel a bit repetitive if she won the title or won the money in the bank? Uh, no, I could see that argument, but then I think the counter is, you know, how many, how many ladies can you list to me that are getting more of a reaction still? Mm -hmm. That's you fair. know, so, I mean, it, it, that's just, I mean, and, and Charlotte's on a hiatus for now. I mean, I know, I think we should, you know, she just got married. So it's, it's kind of like, look, th this match was kind of a, a microscope of, I'm a big Zia Lee fan. Mm -hmm. um i like xia lee in the nxt presentation she was with the i i'm i'm a sucker for backstory she mm -hmm. had a tremendous backstory with the 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 the, the, the what they gave there and then mm -hmm. that kind of just basically just got aborted when nxt got a revamp uh, i also like the fact that the real life fact is that she's the first chinese female they've, so i mean i like that mm -hmm. um you know she she's in a part of the world where they didn't see WWE for certain, uh, you know, whatever. I, I like Zaylee. Um, Tamina, I like the sequence of Tamina. Tamina mm -hmm. gets in the head, she gets in the headbutts with, uh, I think it was Dewdrop. Look, it's a long standing pro wrestling tradition. Yeah. Samoans mm -hmm. are, you can't, headbutts are, in, they're, right. they're, immune, they're immune to them. That's great. You yeah. Know? So, so if, if, if you got that sequence, that's great. Um, Dewdrop comes on in the final two with her and Becky, as I mentioned earlier, a time. Uh, they're hustling. Mm -hmm. it's, it's 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 they're in the final minute. They're gonna get to the finish. Mm -hmm. uh, but I even thought do drop even to a bit. She looked a little. She looked strong. She got some. She mm -hmm. got some moments yep. of shine. So, you know, Becky's in this match. That's not a surprise. But I thought that they did their best. Whoever the producer or agent was this match, they did the best work they could to like mm -hmm. still give every lady something to walk away from with this. Mm -hmm. um, so I and, and when that's done, I. I I, I'm not going to criticize it because I think that means that you did your best job to elevate everybody and right. everybody can live to fight another day. I do agree. I like Zia Lee. I, I feel like uh, everything you're talking about with her presentation is great. And uh, I always, I have a friend, Floba, who always likes to say, um, can you describe a wrestler to a non-wrestling fan? And how, how easy is it to describe them? And I think she's someone that's very easy to describe to somebody without being like, she wins all the time because if you're a non-wrestling fan, that doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, I think, though, of course, she's been off TV for a while, so it'd be kind of random for her to get in there. I'm not saying she should have won, but you know what I mean. Um, in any case, that's the show. We went through everything. Uh, we did have another super chat from uh, Allison Takwab who asks, what is with the injuries both companies, AEW and WWE? It's, it's it just – it's just, yeah, it's just a bad spell right now, you know. That it, and this isn't the first time it's happened. It's happened in the past. Uh, you know, I've, times when I was there where it feels like that you get a string of injuries happening all at once. And 
Um, some people will say, well, they attribute it to the style of one company versus and, and all the, them elevating the, the risk factor in some of the stuff they're doing. And you could put some, some stock in that, but at the same time, uh, injuries just happen and they take the toll on the body. The body can only take so much and re- re- the wrestling business is a tough business to begin with, mm-hmm. you know, and when you elevate your game and you start incorporating some moves that are as devastating as the one, as they look on television, mm-hmm. trust me, they're feeling every bit of it. So, mm-hmm. you know. yeah. You know, the goalposts keep getting moved in wrestling for what's, you know, what is, what moves are a five-star match and what, what, what risks you have to put your body at. That's always going to be a factor. I do think there's something to, uh, I think Arn Anderson coined this um, at one point in time in an interview or whatever about like ring shape, which mm-hmm. is there's a weird concept of back in the day. When I say back in the day, I'm talking about like, like you know, in the 80s when the boys would be working, you know, every day a week, twice on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. And there was a certain ring shape, a certain, you know, callus if you will got built mm-hmm. up and the style was different you weren't doing 620s and hurricane rounds you know mm-hmm. so th- th- but but there's a callus and look we're coming out on the other side of of, of pandemic pro wrestling mm-hmm. and then even and then go let's go to aw aw doesn't run like WWE does where they mm-hmm. do uh you know four days of non-tv and then tv or what have you like aw yeah. basically just does you know dynamite and the rampage and they have the dark and whatever mm-hmm. but they don't they don't have the same amount and the, the amount of people they have they don't not everybody's getting booked every show right so i think there could be some science into it of guys and girls just aren't necessarily working as often as they were and yeah. just things happen it's 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 mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a dangerous mm-hmm. genre of sports entertainment mm-hmm. and so things are going to happen and i think i think there is such a thing as body callus yeah. and reps not being duplicated every night that that can play mm-hmm. into a factor. Absolutely. My, my opinion. No, is, it's, it's the truth. It's a, it, it is the truth. Is there something to, um, and this is me just making this up. So, so don't, so I could just be, you could just say I'm, I'm totally wrong about this, but is there something maybe to possibly the way the medical staff and, and the people who work at wrestling companies are maybe just looking into it more, like be more cautious I, than they would have in the past. I, I think <sighs> Jimmy, I, I, real quick, Jimmy, I, I think that there, there could be, but I also think part of it too is I, and, and this is for the better on the grand picture. I, I think that the business is cleaner. Mm-hmm. So there's not the, Hey kid, take a few of these pills, mm-hmm. drink a few of these. Let's get down the mm-hmm. road. Right. Which obviously that's good. Big picture. But in the short term, that was short term fixes that got mm-hmm. the guys down the road. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's, just, it's, a, it's a different playing field. Jimmy, but, am, I, am I wrong there? I mean, no, you're not wrong. Unfortunately, that was, uh, you know, a tough part to, to see in our industry. But at the same, as, as the evolution of the medical staff came into play, uh, that I witnessed, especially in the WWE, when you had Dr. Francois and, and everybody and that kind of thing, and, and you had your trainers like your Larry's and your, and, and, you know, it, it helps because. Uh, there was that old adage that, yeah, my knee is popped, but you know what? I got to go out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my shoulder is sore, but I got to go out there. Now they're saying no, yeah. because if you're going to go out there, you're just going to make it worse and you're going to be on the shelf longer than you need to be. Take care of yourself first, and then you can always come back and, and you know, 
but but at that time too, in the old days, people were worried about losing their spot. You're off for mm-hmm. two weeks. All of a sudden, you've lost your spot. Right. Mm-hmm. So Underta- Undertaker worked his Undertaker worked his most famous Hell in a Cell battle with Mick with a shattered ankle. Yes, he's climbing a cell. He's jumping through the cell. And I don't know if you remember that one. Remember the choke. Oh remember, remember the choke slam through the top when Taker came down through the hole and he jumped down to the ring. And he landed flat-footed, and you yeah. see him. Oh, he did have the with that ankle. I mean, if I bump my like toe on the corner of something when I'm walking around the house, I I limp around like <laughs> like I've got a broken leg. I don't know how he's able to wrestle a mask with anything going on down there, but yeah. different, hear different different animal, I guess. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> you heard it here first. Me and the Undertaker, we're not the same level. Of, <laughs> Nobody's uh, the same as the Undertaker. The Undertaker is. I'm, I'm slightly lower, just a little, a smidge Jack, lower. Jack, spoiler <laughs> alert: he was going to reveal that in his one man show in Nashville. <laughs> 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 yes. Oh man! Well. Um, any any final thoughts? I thought this was a great episode of of Raw. Uh, before we go, I, I thought it was a great episode. I, I tweeted and I felt like a um, like we're just one of those wild summer episodes mm-hmm. of pro wrestling. I I don't know. I just felt like in in we, I think we talked about it. Summer episodes feel like things get a little weird. Uh, where this kind of felt like one of those weird fun. I imagine as a kid watching on summer break kind of episodes. No, I agree with that, and it and it did make me want to see some of the matches more. At, uh, coming in, especially the Money in the Bank matches. I'm, I'm really curious, you know, really invested in those um, and to find out what the stipulation is in the tag team match. And uh, unfortunately, like like I said earlier, the Bianca uh, Carmella match hasn't got me totally bought in yet. But, uh, you know, you, you, you take you take the wins when you can. And sometimes you got to take a little bit of a loss. But uh, for the most part, uh, it was enjoyable. And that's the main thing. And to go back to really quickly to something that Justin said, every, uh, you know, everybody's so concerned about having a five star match nowadays. I'd rather have a five star reaction from the crowd mm-hmm. than yeah. have somebody write down, oh, that match was five stars, you know. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. When when you can get that kind of reaction, and all you have to do is pose or do a couple mm-hmm. moves, right? I mean, come on! I mean, you know, you talk about durability. I want to get not want to get injured. That's that's the magic of this. There um, you I, go. I think my favorite thing ever in a wrestling match, personally, was that Rock Hogan match, and they when they did the stare, you know, look around, and mm-hmm. as far as a move goes, I think the Hogan then the lock up and Hogan showing him down and flexing, and me being like Hogan, yay! That was yeah, I, probably one of my big. Because no, it's it's like it's like I asked Kyoto, what was it like? He said it was deafening there because I snuck out from behind. You know, usually we watch in the ma- monitors in the back, but this one I wanted to be out, so I snuck out into the tech area. So I was out in the in the actual arena proper and listening to it, and it was just incredible, incredible. Yeah, even now I got goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But to the point, it's the it's how you feel more than anything else. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Justin, any any final final thoughts? Nope. Looking forward to Money in the Bank. I'll be here Saturday night on Wrestling Inc. Uh, who's with me? J- Jimmy, you with me? No, unfortunately. Uh, uh, see, our you guys have July fourth. We have July first, and uh, we're doing. I, I got a family thing on uh, Saturday evening, so I might be late getting to the pay per view even to mm. watch it. So, well, I'll be back Saturday evening. We'll talk about it then. But no, uh, looking forward to it. Thanks to everybody again, all around the world. Love the tweets. Love the the mm-hmm. comments. Uh, of course, love doing the Triple J um mm-hmm. no this this is going to be uh i i think money in the bank to me the big four used to be in the calendar order rumble mania summer summer Survivor series to mm-hmm. me i've said this 
Survivor Series has been relegated. It's turned into a glorified bragging rights because they haven't, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. back in the day when you only saw talent versus jobber, seeing all the talent in one ring together was a was a big deal. Mm-hmm. We're far past those days. To yeah. me now, money in the bank is number four. It's mm-hmm. elevated itself into where it, it has stakes that matter year round. It is elevating stars to the future. So to me, this is one of the big four. And so I'm really looking forward to it. And I'll be here Saturday night on Wrestling Inc. to talk about it. Cool. Yeah, everyone tune in for that. And Peter uh, dropping by one more time to say, I'm just here to get the delightful Jimmy K over. Oh, thank you, Peter. I appreciate <laughs> you, buddy. Uh, but that, yeah, I think that does it for us. Uh, Jimmy, you want to plug the, uh, the ref and mm-hmm. rant? Oh, yeah. You can catch me Monday to Fridays. Uh, I put out a ref and rant. It's only a minute long, and it's it's a constructive critique most of the time. Sometimes it's a ref and respect, too, now thing that I do when it's something that uh, I really enjoy. And uh, tomorrow's is going to be about, uh, just to give you a quick heads up, uh, about the other guy's pay-per-view, uh, Forbidden Door. So because because I, I didn't get to watch it until earlier today. I didn't get to watch it live as I was telling, as I was uh, telling Liam on Wednesday and Lisa. Uh, uh, what do they call it now? The, it's not taped. You don't tape it anymore. You uh, DVR. DVR. Yeah. So I had to. I had to record it. I, let's just put it that way, and and watch it later. But uh, yeah. So just about that. Very cool. We'll make sure to check everyone. Check that out. Everyone check out Wrestling Inc. for all the news that's going on and all the other after shows. And you can see us all of our uh, at Twitter accounts uh, at the mm-hmm. bottom of the screen there. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you're if you're not if you're listening, it's at Justin Labar at Real Jack Farmer and Jimmy. What's yours? I can't see on my little screen here. At Jimmy Corderas. At Jimmy Corderas. There for, you go. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you can get me there, and uh, you know you can get your reference t-shirts at, t-shirts at ProWrestlingInc.com. I also yeah. follow the at fake Jack Farmer. He's got a better account. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's funnier. He's better than I am. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but that does it for us. We will see you guys tomorrow for the NXT after show. Go get some sleep. It's late. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Not in Mumbai, India. <laughs> <laughs>